Hey, my esteemed colleague, are you ready for the latest batch of global news that we're going to dive into? Hey there, absolutely ready. What's on the agenda for today? Well, first off, let's discuss the political risk forecast for the year 2024 by Ian Bremmer. He predicts potential political instability in the U.S. due to the presidential elections. This could mean a lot for the world, and I think it's worth discussing. Yeah, that sounds like a really important topic. And secondly, let's shift our focus to the Zaporizhia region of Ukraine, where Ukrainian soldiers are facing the use of Russian FPV drones and other equipment on the front line. It's a pretty serious situation that we should definitely discuss. Absolutely, that's an important topic. And finally, let's talk about the ongoing struggle in Iran with women who refuse to wear headscarves. In particular, let's look at the story of 23-year-old Roya Hashmadi, who has been sentenced to prison and flogging. It's quite a touching story that we should definitely discuss. Wow, that sounds like a really important topic. Let's get started. You know, I was at the pub yesterday and heard the song Silhouette by Tom O'Dell. Do you know who that is? Tom O'Dell? Isn't he the one who sang Another Love, right? Or is he the one who stole all the cookies from the jar? Spot on, well done. But it seems like you're the one who stole the cookies. His voice is really distinctive. The pub was so warm and cozy. And then the bartender, Sam, asked me how my Christmas went. And what did you tell him? Did you say it was me who nicked all the biscuits? I was a bit flustered, and he said, Could have been better, eh? Same here. I was in London, and it was pretty dull. Could have been better. Oh, that sounds like your favorite phrase. Just like mine when I see an empty cookie jar. Yeah, that's right. It could always be worse. Much worse. Like, for example, if you had stolen all my sweets. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, I don't like it when you talk to me like I'm a kid. I'm a grown-up now. I can eat as many biscuits as I want. All right, I'll keep that in mind. But remember, it's important to always stay positive, even when things don't go as planned. And even when all the biscuits are gone. You know my little sage, Ian Bremmer, the renowned American political scientist, recently published his forecasts for 2024. He specializes in international political risks and makes his predictions every year. Oh, Ian Bremmer. He's the one who founded the Eurasia Group, a research and consulting company specializing in political risks, right? Absolutely. And on the 8th of January, his forecasts were published in Time magazine. And, you know, it's quite something. Come on, spill the beans, mate. Don't keep me waiting. You know what, mate? It's nothing special. The Middle East is on the brink of war. There's a war in Ukraine, uncontrollable artificial intelligence, and a coalition of outcasts made up of Russia, Iran, North Korea, El Nino, and populists in the EU. Wow, that sounds like the script for a new Hollywood blockbuster. But what does he consider the most interesting risk? The most interesting risk, I reckon, is risk number one, the United States versus itself, which translates to the U.S. against itself. Wow, that sounds serious. What does he mean by that? He reckons that the presidential elections will deepen the political divide in the country, put American democracy to a test it hasn't faced in 150 years, and undermine the authority of the U.S. on the international stage. And what, in his opinion, will happen next, mate? Well, mate, the outcome of the vote is as uncertain as flipping a coin. The only thing that's for sure is the damage it's going to do to America's social structure, political institutions, and international standing. In a world already rife with crises, a Trump victory would weaken America's position on the global stage as Republican lawmakers adopt his foreign policies, and both allies and adversaries brace themselves for his likely approach. I wonder who will be Biden's opponent in these elections. But even if it's not Trump, Trumpism in the U.S. is already through the roof, so it's already a problem that won't be easily solved. Absolutely. 
And as a result, we end up with a multipolar divided world, overrun by uncontrollable artificial intelligence, populace, and conspiracy theories, drowning in floods and suffering from unbearable heat. And on top of that, Elon Musk is using drugs. LSD, cocaine, ecstasy, mushrooms, and ketamine. He denies it, of course, but I definitely don't trust him on that. Blimey, you're on fire today. But you know, I reckon you're pushing it a bit. We're still just kids, after all. Here's the edited and translated line in British English. That's the situation, my little sage. Brace yourself for impact. Have you ever thought about how difficult it is to live and build relationships in the modern world? I recently came across some interesting statistics about the situation in Japan. Oh, that sounds interesting. Tell me, what's going on there? So, in Japan, more than a third of unmarried adults aged 20 to 40 have never been in a relationship, and a quarter have no intention of getting married. These are the results of an annual survey conducted in the autumn of 2023. Wow, that's quite surprising. But why do you think they've decided that way? Can you believe it, Ducks? Almost 20% of women and nearly a quarter of men in their 20s said that romantic relationships are just a waste of time and money. It's quite a shocking statistic, isn't it? Blimey, that sounds like the words of disillusioned and frightened folks. But all right, spill the beans. What else have you found out? Although almost half of all respondents stated that they eventually want to get married, this number tends to decrease. In 2017, it was 55 and a quarter percent. Blimey, I wonder why they want to get married. Is it just to waste time and money, or is it just because it's the done thing and everyone gets married? Among men of all age groups who don't want to get married, the main reason, cited by almost 43%, was the financial strain of married life. As for women, 40% said they don't want to sacrifice their freedom and independence. All right, ducks, here's the deal. If you don't want to, you don't have to sacrifice. But what I find most intriguing is that financial strain and sacrificing freedom and independence don't sound like unsolvable problems. You can explain to your partner that you're afraid of financial strain and find a solution together. You can tell your partner that your freedom and independence are important to you and find a compromise together. Just have a chat and it will be beneficial. Or maybe not, but that's another story. I don't think that choosing to be single is a bad thing and it's not something that can't be done. I just don't know how to explain to the Japanese that they are missing out on so much. You know what's been on my mind lately, Ducks? Alan Watts and other philosophers suggest that we should rethink the concept of falling in love as rising in love. Instead of the crazy plunge into emotions and the inability to control the situation, we should use being in love as an opportunity for spiritual and personal growth. Because it's in love that we can truly realize how beautiful life is and cultivate higher moral values towards one person, which can then naturally spread to others. Essentially, being in love with the right approach is one of the most powerful catalysts for our growth and development in life. What do you think about that, Ducks? Rise in love. You know, my little sage, every choice is an opportunity for growth and development. Speaking of choices and their consequences, I want to share some thought-provoking information. Let's switch to the news from Ukraine that I recently read in the New York Times. Oh, that sounds interesting. Tell me, what's going on there? Is it something related to science? In a way, yeah. Reporters from the publication spent several days at the front line in the Zaporizhzhia region, talking to Ukrainian soldiers. The soldiers cautiously move around the area, mostly living in basements and keeping out of sight. This is due to Russia's use of FPV drones, which forces Ukrainian soldiers to give up their vehicles in the pre-frontline areas and move on foot. FPV drones aren't those the ones that transmit real-time video, right? They use them in drone racing. 
Absolutely, my young explorer. And the Russians use these drones not just for observation. They play recordings of gunfire from them to make Ukrainian soldiers think they are under attack, to get them to leave their bunkers and reveal their positions. Some members of the unit say that the Russians use drones to drop tear gas grenades into their trenches. Blimey, that sounds dreadful. What are they doing to protect themselves? Are they using any kind of cutting-edge technology to defend against it? A couple of the soldiers had gas masks, but two lads from the unit crawled out of the bunker to escape the gas and got killed by grenades dropped from Russian drones hovering above them. Blimey, that's unbelievable. What's the plan now, then? Do they have any sort of strategy? You know what, ducks? Right now, both the Ukrainian armed forces and the Russian army are on equal footing when it comes to using FPV drones. Neither of them can launch a large-scale attack because any concentration of forces on the front line, especially a gathering of military equipment, would be instantly detected by the drones. I get it. But do Ukraine have any plans for the future? Uh, maybe they're planning to use some new technology. You know what, ducks? The balance of power is expected to change when Ukraine gets its hands on those F-16 fighters, but they're not here yet. The first ones are expected to arrive either in the spring or by the end of summer. Well, let's hope for the best. It really makes you think. And by the way, it proves that science and technology can be used for both good and evil. You're absolutely right, my little scientist. Always remember that. Blimey, the situation with the use of drones is really worrying. But speaking of drones and military spending, I want to discuss another piece of news that recently shook me up. Have you heard about the scandal in Ukraine related to corruption schemes in the Ministry of Defense? Oh yeah, I've heard about that. It's about the Hrinkiewicz family, right? They are the biggest suppliers to the Ministry of Defense, and it seems like they've stolen over a billion hryvnias. That's around $26 million. Unbelievable, isn't it? Blimey, you're in the know. Yeah, that's right. And you know what else is interesting? Young Grinkovich proposed to his girlfriend in Venice last autumn. Big diamond ring and all that. I scrolled through her Instagram. And of course, there are trendy outfits and giant bouquets of roses. Couldn't help but share this with you. Blimey, that sounds like a scene from some Hollywood movie. But you know, I reckon it's not quite my cup of tea. Big bouquets of roses, that's... Well, how can I put it? A bit tacky, in it. Can't fathom why people are so keen on flaunting their wealth. You're reading my mind. And you know what else? I scrolled through her photos with Pratila and then with Klopotenko, and I was like, no, please, please no. I hope they sort this out properly and catch and punish everyone who's been stealing money from the Ukrainian armed forces. It's just unbelievable. Fly me, that's truly awful. I can't fathom how people can be so greedy and immoral. It's just mind-boggling. This kind of thing can really break your heart. Or, or, you know, it might not break, but rather become covered in a shield of ruthlessness. It's just unbelievable. Hey, mate, have you heard about the recent events in Israel and Palestine? Yeah, I've heard about that. Israel closed the entry for Palestinians living on the west bank of the Jordan River, almost immediately after the Hamas attack on October 7th. This means that around 100,000 people living there but working in Israel have lost the opportunity to earn a living. Blimey, that's a lot to take in. How are they planning to sort this out then? Blimey, mate. Did you hear about Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, reaching out to Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed of the UAE for help? He suggested that the UAE should provide unemployment benefits to the Palestinians on the West Bank. Blimey, that's a real twist. And what did the Sheikh have to say about that then? Blimey, he was taken aback. 
and he sarcastically replied, ask Zelensky. He says Zelensky gets a lot of money from different countries, so maybe he can help you. Ha ha ha, that's a bit much. But you know what? In the UAE, they said that if anyone thinks that after the war, Arab countries will rush to rebuild the Gaza Strip, they are seriously mistaken. Yeah, they believe that those who destroyed the region should foot the bill for its reconstruction. But what's Zelensky got to do with it? It's beyond my understanding, mate. Well, my dear expert, that's politics for you. Sometimes it's just as baffling as your equations. But anyway, it's a very intriguing story, isn't it? You know what, mate? Ready to move on to the next topic? Have you heard about the recent events in Iran related to women refusing to wear headscarves? Yeah, I've heard about that. It's really a concerning issue. The authorities in Iran continue to crack down on women who don't want to wear headscarves. Recently, there was a public outcry over the story of a 23-year-old Roya Hashmati, who refused to wear a headscarf and posted a photo of herself with her head uncovered on social media. Blimey, that sounds serious. What happened to her? Did she just get fined for breaking the dress code? Well, they tried her and sentenced her to 13 years and 9 months in prison, a fine of $2,700 and 148 lashes. They even tried to make her wear a headscarf in court, but she kept tearing it off every time. Blimey, that's a bit much. But you know what? I heard they reviewed her sentence and softened it. Or is it just hearsay? Yeah, you're right. They reduced the fine to $270 and 74 lashes. But still, it's lashes. Lashes. Blimey, that's really shocking. What did she do during the punishment? Did she try to take off the headscarf again? Blimey. They say that when they lashed her, she screamed, In the name of women, in the name of life, the slave clothes are torn off. But of course, this could be a myth that quickly grows into such stories. Maybe, but these myths are important to emphasize the seriousness of the situation. And what did she say after being released? Something like, freedom at last? She shared on her Instagram that they told her, you can leave the country if you want to live differently. Classic, isn't it? Ah, uh, blimey, that's a really serious story that can't be ignored. But changing the subject, I wanted to share a recent experience I had with my daughter. Oh, interesting. What happened? Well, she was really worked up and nervous, but she couldn't quite figure out why. I suggested she listen to her inner voice. Inner voice? Is that like in the cartoons or something? Haha, <laughs> well, you could say that. I told her, take a deep breath, close your eyes, and ask yourself why you're feeling nervous. Then listen to your inner voice. And what did she say? She closed her eyes with her index fingers and fell silent for a few seconds. Then she opened them and said, My inner voice says, I feel like... She closed her eyes again, this time for longer. It says, I feel like... Sometimes I say something and other people don't understand me the way I meant it, and they think I wanted to offend them, but I didn't. I don't like it, it makes me feel bad, and I don't know what to do about it. Blimey, that's really serious, and what did you do? We then had a long discussion about what the inner voice really is. It was a real eye-opener for the kid. But you know what? It's often an eye-opener for many adults, too. Wow, that sounds like a really important lesson. I reckon I should give listening to my inner voice a go, too. Yeah, that could be really helpful. By the way, I'd appreciate it if you could start supporting Expresso Monthly through Patreon or Boosty, or make a one-time contribution via PayPal or Revolut. Thanks a bunch. Haha, ha, I'd love to, but I still don't have permission to have my own credit card, but I'll definitely tell my folks about it. War. Haha, ha, got it. But let's switch to another topic now. Did you know that on January 8th, Kim Jong-un probably turned 40? Yeah, it's not certain, but pretty close. So he was born in 1984. Quite ironic, isn't it? 
Anyway, let's not forget that he's still young. Yeah, that's really interesting. But let's switch to another topic. Have you heard about the 10 breakthrough technologies for next year that were named in the MIT Technology Review? Among them are the Apple Vision Pro Mixed Reality Glasses, which are set to be released on the 2nd of February and will cost $3,500. Check out the amazing promo they released yesterday. Don't you fancy a pair? Oh yeah, I heard about that. It's really impressive. But let's not forget about culture. Did you know that at the 2024 Golden Globes, Oppenheimer beat Barbie? It was really unexpected. Who would have thought that a doll would lose to a scientist? Well, my young movie expert, are you ready to discuss the latest news from the world of cinema? Oh yeah, I'm always up for a chat about movies. What's the latest? Well, first off, at the Golden Globes, the show Grisnia won the award for Best Limited Series. It's about a group of kids who solve scientific problems. I still highly recommend it. Wow, that sounds like something right up my street. I'll definitely give it a watch. What else have you got for me? Well, here's another funny story for you. A British farmer noticed that someone was tidying up his table in the barn. And you won't believe what he found on the hidden camera. Oh, that sounds interesting. What did he discover then? He found a little perfectionist tidying up his table. What a twist, eh? But no need to worry, it was just his neighbor who decided to lend a hand. Oh, that sounds like the plot for a new animated movie. Maybe we'll see it on the big screen someday. Bah. So, we've discussed the funny story about the perfectionist neighbor, but what about New Year's resolutions? I came across a picture that made my day yesterday. A person promised themselves that in the new year, they would run so fast into a wire mesh fence that they'd come out of it in the shape of cubes. Funny, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. But here's the question. Is that promise achievable? Haha. <laughs> well, I reckon it depends on how fast you can run, mate. Absolutely. Well, folks, sending you all a big hug. Send us your comments, questions, stories, and marriage plans to our email. Yeah. And don't forget, we always love to hear from you. XOXO.